Welcome to the ministry of Gene Fraser. We trust that the word you're about to hear will have a transforming effect on your life. Now, here's Gene with today's message. Let's go ahead and turn to the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. So I want to bring this out. This is our main text here. So who is doing the transforming? The spirit of the Lord. I even had underlined in my Bible are being transformed by the spirit of the Lord. So we are being transformed by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not in our struggling. It's not in our, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that and I can't do this and I can't do that and, and our big to-do list and our, our big what not to-do list. It, all of that, we're just, all of that's going away today. This is being done by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, there are things to do and we're going to get to that in a minute, but you'll, you'll see where we're going here. But we are being transformed by the Spirit of the Lord. I just want to drive that home by the Spirit of God. He wants us to get that. That's how the transformation is happening. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. In the Amplified, and all of us with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Look at that. We are constantly, everybody say constantly, constantly being transfigured. It's not a one-time deal. And like, boom, you're done. You're created. You're transformed. Let's do it. No, we're doing it. We're doing things. But as we're doing things, we're continuously being transformed. And it's going to help us to do those things better and move on to the greater. We're not just sitting waiting until we're all transformed and okay, now I can serve God. Now I can, now I can live for him. No, we're, we're doing all of that as we're being transformed. And we go from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. In the living Bible, it says, but we Christians, got any Christians in here this morning? Yeah, good. We got about 10. Great. Awesome. But we Christians have no veil over our faces. We can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like him. As the spirit of the Lord works in us, say the spirit of the Lord is working in me. As he's working in you, you are becoming more and more like him. Praise God. It's the word. As we're in this word. And he said it's like a mirror. And you know, I, I, I'll mention this. You know, some might not know, but I'll, it's a great illustration. You, know, you think of the sun and the moon. The moon of itself has no light. The moon's light comes from the sun. The sun shines on the moon. And when, it, when it's shining on the moon, and to the degree that it is, is to the degree that you see the moon. So the moon in and of itself has no light, but it's the sun shining on it. So us, we, like we're the moon, no light, 
But as we're in this word, it's shining on us. Hallelujah. As we're looking into the mirror of the word, isn't that glorious? As we're doing that, it's just, we're starting to look like him, be more like him. So I want to bring up now that word transform, since it is transform, transformation time here. And it's not like it's transfer, like all of a sudden today, you know, Sunday, whatever the date is. Okay, now it's transformation time. No, transformation time started the moment you and I were born again. That's when it started. Okay? And so it's not like all of a sudden transformation time is starting, but by the Spirit... I believe that there's a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God concerning transformation for us now at this moment in our lives. To be able to even walk in such greater light and to be able to shine even ever more bright in this very dark world that everything just seems not good. But we got the gooder one. We got the greater one. Amen? So that word transform... To undergo a change in condition, nature, or character. To undergo a change in condition, nature, or character. I love this one. Ready? To metamorphose. As a caterpillar is changed into a butterfly. Come on. You might have heard this before. Let it be fresh, fresh ears of wisdom today and revelation this morning. Picture that butterfly. I mean, that butterfly wasn't always beautiful. That butterfly one time was an ugly, ugh, just thinking of caterpillars. I don't like them. I'd, I'd prefer a butterfly. Or any, I mean, wouldn't you all prefer a butterfly? I mean, and think about it, the butterfly. I mean, this is an illustration for what's happening to us, you know. And um, all of a sudden the butterfly, I mean, the, uh, it can fly. And it's so beautiful. And think about it. There's not one butterfly that is the same. They're all absolutely unique. Isn't that powerful? Come on, let that soak in. We are so, each one of us, so powerfully unique. You don't have to try and be anybody but you. Only you can be the best you. Only I can be the best me. So don't you try and be me, and I won't try and be you. And let's just let God be what he wants to be working through us. Amen. But that's powerful. You think about that, that metamorphosis. It takes time from that cocoon or, you know, and then the, butter, the caterpillar and then the butterfly. It's just like us. I don't think that caterpillar's thinking, man, I got to just, I got to move to the next stage of my ministry. <laughs> I got to get to a butterfly quick. I don't, I just don't think the caterpillar's thinking that. He is, I think he's probably extremely, absolutely ecstatically happy crawling around, eating what he does, doing all that stuff. I'm sure he doesn't want to be flying. He knows, I can't fly, I don't have wings. He's not wishing, you know? So anyway, we'll get off of that. You can think about more of that later. Here's another definition. Implies a radical, thorough change, both inward and outward. The word transformation. It implies a radical. Come on, I just like that word radical, don't you? I mean, there's something about that word radical. It just makes me want to get radical. A radical, thorough, thorough. I love that word, thorough. It's a radical, thorough change, both inward and outward. Come on, we sang the song, you know, 
Something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. We haven't sung it here, but but something on the inside. And come on, I mean, I'm looking out here and we have all been transformed and are being transformed. That something on the inside works on that outside. And oh, what a change. Now, we're not done yet, but we're not going to harp and be all discouraged about what we haven't gotten to yet. We're going to keep pressing on and stay radical and get it done. Him working through us. Amen. I'm going to read this. We're just going to get off on this just a little bit. Just everyone say, I love Pastor Gene. Okay. I'm just going to say this because I know as I was sitting here reading that scripture, I saw it in a different light and I kind of changed this and um, watch this on the, we'll call it the negative side. Beholding, because remember I just, the, the scripture says, you know, beholding as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord, we're constantly being transformed into his own image, right? In the Amplified. Okay, so watch this. Beholding as on a TV show or a movie, the shame of the world are being transformed into the same image from shame to shame, just as by the spirit of the world. There is a spirit of the world, just like there is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of God. And I believe you, just like me, I don't want the spirit of the world. You think, oh, but I'm a Christian. I don't have the spirit of the world. That's not the way it goes. There are plenty of Christians with the spirit of the world upon them, walking in that, following the spirit of the world. So I encourage you this morning, by the spirit of God, understand that is what's happening Just like when we're in this word, we're being transformed to look just like it. You know, I'm not telling you what to watch and not watch. That's between you and the Lord. But I am encouraging you. I just want you to know what it is doing. Just like I'm up here telling you, guys, we're being transformed. As we're in this, we're being transformed by the word of God. I just felt by the spirit of God, I needed to take a side note and say, okay, now, if you're not in this and instead you're on this or you're watching this, okay, understand Beholding, as on a TV show or in a movie, the shame of the world are being transformed into that same image from shame to shame by the spirit of the world. Just like the spirit of God is transforming us, if you're watching the spirit of the world, just know that's transforming you too. So it's your choice. But you know what you choose, don't you? Choose life. Choose life. And, you know, some might think, oh, well, that's pretty extreme, you know. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, God's pretty extreme. I mean, he said it's, he, want, he wants us hot or cold, lukewarm. He's going to spit out of, the, out of his mouth. That sounds pretty extreme, doesn't it? I mean, truly. So it's like, uh, it's not me being extreme. I'm just sharing the word. But come on, guys, the word is extreme. The word is radical. And you know, just like in the world, those people of the world that just walk in that spirit of the world, all the, I mean, they, they are extreme and they are radical. I'd say it's high time that the Christians stand up. In the, in the spirit of God and be extreme and be radical for Jesus. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Just taking a moment there. And I just believe the Lord is just consider our ways sometimes. And that's a good thing. The Bible tells us to do that. Sometimes you need to consider your ways. So just look at that by yourself later and with the Lord, talk to him and consider your ways and let him speak to you and possibly, um, lead you to change something. (laughs) Could you imagine that? Lead me to change something? 
Yeah, remember, you're being transformed. You're not done yet. So I, I want you to catch a hold of that, church. Wherever you need that in your life, each one, let's get a hold of that. Let the Spirit of God speak to you. Don't be numb and dumb to him. Let him speak to you. Let him convict your heart as you consider your ways. He'll show you, and then you'll do it by the power of God. Amen. It's good stuff. All right, let's go. I want to turn now to Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read in verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're going to get into this scripture here. So first I want to talk about that word transformed. It says be transformed. So how does it get done? It gets done by the spirit of the Lord. But how, how does that work get done? By the renewing of our mind. So the spirit of the Lord does it, but it's by the renewing of our mind. Okay? So that word transform is the same transform that we read over in second corinthians that's the same greek word the metamorphosis remember caterpillar butterfly radical all that thorough change right all of that that's the same word that's the same word that transform that we are talking about but now i want to tell you what the word renew means i love this but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that word renew in the greek are you ready reestablish to begin again Remember when we were born again, we were given a brand new heart, a brand new spirit, right? And then, but we were not given a, we, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. When we were born again, we were given a brand new spirit. Our spirit is perfect. It's, it's, it's perfect. And so now it's our soul that's not perfect yet. That's where the transformation comes in. It's our soul, that it, our mind, our will, our emotions, right? But our mind... Right? We're talking about renewing our mind, transforming our mind to the word of God because our mind was not born again. Our, bo- our mind needs to get reestablished. It needs to begin again. So our spirit, we were born again, but our mind, once we were born again, our mind needed to begin again. Did you catch that? Our spirit, we were born again, but our mind immediately from that moment on God's like, okay, it's transformation time, guys. Our mind needed to be renewed. Another way of saying it in the Bible, we've heard of, it's about our soul being saved. You think, well, I am saved. Our spirit is saved. Our soul is not saved yet. We are to be pressing on, the Bible says, to the saving of our soul. And who knows that takes pressing. I said that takes pressing. It takes pressing, pressing to get our soul saved. It, gets, it takes pressing. When to get our spirit saved, it just took a receiving, a believing. But to get our soul saved, it takes a pressing, renew, to reestablish, to begin again. So we see we're being transformed as our minds are being renewed. We're being transformed, that work on the inside, that transform, that metamorphosis, that radical thorough change. We're being transformed as our mind is being renewed as our mind it's kind of like picture it like just a just kind of like 
a clean slate, all of a sudden, like our, because who knows, the, the world, it's so impressive. I mean, I don't mean impressive. I mean, like, what's the word? Like, it makes such an impression on you. And let's face it, we were all born again at different ages. I know with me, I was born again about 20. So, you know, I had, I had a few years to have the world really be conforming me and to its ideas and to how I should be and how a woman, you know, how a teenage girl's supposed to act and, and what she's supposed to look like and how she's supposed to dress. My vision of that was the world. You know, what, what are they all doing? And so that's the way I went. I didn't know anything else. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for bold Christians that'll tell somebody about Jesus. Hallelujah. And we had Elena tell me and pastor at the time, we were just boyfriend, girlfriend. He told us about Jesus. Pastor took a hold of it a lot quicker than I did, but I had no choice. Praise God. (laughs) I'm saying that funny. I did have a choice. And honestly, I'm going to get on a little rabbit trail here. Hopefully I find my way back. But in that moment, you know, because I wanted to have my fun. I thought, you know, I was only 19. And I was like, you know, come on. You know, I'm not ready for that yet. You know, and I thought I was good enough. And, you know, I never did anything really, really bad, you know. And, but see, what was I comparing myself to? I was comparing myself to the world. And compared to the world, I really thought that I, I, I was pretty good. I was a sinner. Because it wasn't about how good I could be. It was about Jesus Christ, salvation, that reality. That's what I didn't have. And that's what people need, guys. There's so many people out there, they think, they think they're good. They think they're good. I mean, some of them think, know they're bad. And they'll admit they're bad, and they'll tell you how bad they are. But some people, they'll just they'll sing their own praises. Meanwhile, no, they're not saved. They're just as bad as the other guy doing all sorts of stuff. A sinner is a sinner. I said a sinner is a sinner. There's no... He's a real good sinner. He's, they're not, you know, they're a good sinner. They're a bad sinner. It's a sinner. It's still a sinner. We need to speak up. We need to let him know. So what I was going to say was, you know, I just didn't, I just wasn't, I just didn't feel ready. You know, I just didn't want to do it, you know. And really when that, that, that trans, and I feel like this, I'm sharing this because it's going to help somebody, obviously. The Lord is leading me to say it, to, to share it but it's just a very little bit of our testimony. So pastor got saved. And then I, you know, maybe a month or two later or so, you know, I, I got saved, you know? And so, um, but a, a year after he got saved, he was called out to, to Bible school. And at that moment we had, who knows, we were boyfriend, girlfriend before we were saved. We were boyfriend and girlfriend in the world, living for the world, doing it the world's way, you know? And so all of a sudden we're born again and like things are totally changing. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, everything's changing. But I loved it, you know, me, the real me. Of course, the flesh didn't love it all, but who knows your flesh isn't going to always love it. And so anyway, he was called out to Rama, And so we knew at that moment, it's like, I can't go. And then we thought we'd get married. We, we knew for sure there's no way we're getting married. We are not ready for that. So we knew we had to come to the very difficult decision that I was staying and he was leaving. And he'll say to this day, he felt in his heart, he's like, that's the end. He felt, now I knew somehow I can honestly say, I knew we'd all, it would all come back together again. Somehow I just knew it in my heart. But he really felt like this is the end. He had to go on with the call of God and he know I can't come. And, you know, he figured after two years, you know, he'd come back and visit a little bit. After the two years of schooling, I, he's leaving me in New York 
and I'm not fully on fire for God yet. Are you following me? You know, but as soon as he left, guys, now we felt it that because we were, our souls were so attached. And when he left, it was like this cord. I mean, it was just like this rip. It was this cut. It was like, I'm telling you, it hurt. It hurt. But it was the best thing we could have ever done. We were following God. We weren't following what we wanted, what we thought, the way we thought it should be. We were following God, and ultimately, we were trusting him with our life. And ever since that, when we did that, that's when I started really growing and blossoming, is how the how pastor puts it. Because see, he, he, he was just, it's a long story. But So we needed to be separated for me to grow in my relationship with the Lord. And then look at us now. I mean, praise God. He's a miracle worker, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So sometimes that work in the soul of that renewing the mind, when we find things that, okay, wait, wait, in this situation, this is how God is, shows me to do in, in this word. I got to get that mind renewed so I do the right thing because who knows what you're thinking about is what you're going to end up doing. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you just because a thought comes to you. It's when you take that thought and you hold on to that thought and you think about that thought and you meditate on that and you picture it and you're just playing it out and you've just got that scenario going. You know what I'm talking about, right? When you do all that, you're getting that set in and it ain't going to be long. You're going to walk that baby out. But when, that, when wrong thoughts come, they come to all of us. Did you know that? They come to all of us because who knows? The devil's a dirty, stinking devil. So crazy, weird, whatever kind of thoughts will come to all of us. But as soon as that thought comes, we got to cast that thing down with the word of God. But it'll try and come in, but don't let it get in. Don't let it stay. Get it out right away. And if you get that thing out right away, guess what? You didn't sin. You did nothing wrong. You actually overcame a temptation. You actually overcame, praise God, of something what might have turned into a temptation. And then temptation leads to sin. You see? So watch those thoughts. Say, I'm going to watch those thoughts. So we see we're being transformed as our minds are being renewed. Praise God. But here I want to mention, it's us working together. It's not like, okay, so now in order for this transformation that has begun and to keep working, okay, what do I got to do? Okay, here's my list. Okay, who's big? You know, I'm big on lists, you know? So it's like, here's my list of what I have to do. And then here's God's list. If I do my list, God will do his list. Lord, I've got my list. I'm working on my list and I'm trusting you. If I do all these things, you're going to do your list, right? God, look at your list, right? You've got a list too, right? It's not two lists. It's one list, him and me together doing the list. Did you follow that? So as we're going over these things, I want us to be reminded, even with the abiding, how pastor's been ministering about that. I believe we've been getting things. You know, uh, John 15, 5, they'll pull it on the screen if you want to see. But it says, I am the vine. This is Jesus speaking. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Who was here Wednesday night? Few of us. Remember, I am stupid. Remember that? I'm stupid. It was such a great, encouraging message, guys. If you weren't here, you got to get it. You're going to find out that you're stupid. 
And he was saying, that's why we need the mind of Christ. Because you know what? Without that mind of Christ, we have the mind of the world because that's what's been forming us and shaping us and, and, and giving us, molding our thoughts. And so we got to throw that baby out and we need our mind to begin again, right? Out with the old mind, in with the new mind. I'm here to tell you, you can do nothing. Say, I can't do a thing. I can't do a thing. And now listen, we've heard that scripture, probably some of you, maybe so many times. I want it to be revelation to you today. I believe the Lord wants it to be revelation to you today. Don't, you know, sometimes we can just say it and it's just kind of so shallow. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things. You know, without him, I can do nothing. If we really believe that, some things in our life, some just, can we all at least admit something would look a little different if we really believe that? So let's get more of a revelation today, realizing, you know what, without him, That's exactly right. I can do nothing. Nothing that's of worthwhile. Nothing that's going to count for eternity. I want my life to count for eternity. Amen. To change people's eternities. It's not just about me and what I want to do and where I'm comfortable and where I want to go and what I think is true. It's about him. Can you say it's about him? It's about him and what he wants to do and us hooking up together with him and together we get it done by the spirit of God. Amen. Say, I can do nothing. I can't do a thing. Listen, the message Bible says, separated, you can't do a thing. You can't do a thing. I believe Pastor even brought that up Wednesday night too about the vine and the the branch. Yeah, he brought that up too, didn't he? So, you know, you picture over in John 15 is a wonderful chapter to read. If you haven't read it in a while or never read it at all, go there. It's It's Jesus speaking and it's all about abiding. And it's talking about a tree and branches. And who knows, a branch abides in the tree, right? Who knows if that branch is cut off, it's gonna, the Bible says it's gonna wither and die. That sounds like something that's not going to be able to do anything, does it? But people think, oh, well, I'm doing something. But if you're cut off, you're dying on the inside. Do you understand? It's like we're dying on the inside. And guess what? You know what? Some people die slower. But if they're cut off, they're going to die. Excuse me, they're dying. They are dying. If they're cut off at that moment, because it's the life, the life is in the vine. When that branch is cut off, it's dead. Now, it still looks beautiful. Roses. Anybody ever gotten roses before? Oh, boy. I shouldn't have said that. The women are like, <clears throat> yeah. Not in a long time. Oh, be quiet. What have you done for your husband lately, too? I hate when women get like that. There's something us women can be doing, too, girls. We just might have to have a meeting about that. Now, Brother David, I'm not getting down the girls either. I'll get back on the boys if you want me to. <laughs> it's called loving and respecting one another. Doing for each other. Not expecting, oh, that's what they're supposed to do. Boy, I'm on another rabbit trail. That's what they're supposed to do, and that's what they're supposed to do. And that's on, what, 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 you got a job criteria? You got the job list? I mean, again, we're back to the list. Okay, this is what they're supposed to do, and this is what they're supposed to do. Can we just be together, married folks, and... Be one, and together we get it done. That's a marriage that'll work. You keep those separate lists, baby, that marriage is not going in a good direction. Let life flow into your marriage. 
by giving of your life to your marriage. Not expecting all the time, the getting, the getting. Let's just focus on me. What can I give? What can I give? What can I give? Oh, but you don't know what they did. Are you forgetting what you've done? (laughs) You're not perfect, right? But we are being transformed, aren't we? Hallelujah. We got a transforming work going on. Praise God. Like I said, it's not, as we're going to get into something here, it's not that I'm doing my part and God does his part. It's together we do our part. Together. There's three steps to our transformation. And what's found all here, this scripture that we just read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, three steps to our transformation. But I needed to get that and we needed to understand this. Okay, well, step number one, okay, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. And step number two is what God does know. All these three steps together as we get into it, all these three steps, remember, I mean, we're just driving it home by the Spirit of God today, guys. All these three steps together, what are we doing it? We're doing it together by the Spirit of God. Listen, it's his help and grace working with me as I yield to him. It's his help and grace working with me as I yield to him. So do I have something to do? Absolutely, I I yield. Does he have something to do? Yeah, grace and help. But see, it's, it's all together. It's one motion. You see, it's not this and this and then that. It's It's his help and grace working with me as I yield to him. Remember, all of his word, we've said this before, all of his words, everything that this word tells us comes with the power to do it. Amen? It's not like we read what we have to do and then we walk away and think, oh man, I know I'm supposed to walk in love. I, I know. No, together. We read this word, and as we read this word and feed on this word, and our minds are being renewed, we're being transformed, we go out into our day not leaving the word. We're taking the word, glory to God. My mind's being renewed, hallelujah. And I'm thinking about him during the day. I'm, I'm bringing, you know, he's bringing things to my remembrance. I'm walking with him. I'm abiding. Who knows the branch isn't going to just like be cut off for the day, and when it comes back, put the branch back on. No, I mean, it's, the branch abides all the time, right? So we're not going to cut ourselves. We had devotion time. Okay, now I'm going to cut myself away and go about my day. You know, and then next time I'm going to come back and reconnect. Okay, my devotion time. No, it's a devoted life. Thank God devotion time is great. But we take those devotion times and we live a devoted life. We don't just take our devotion time because then that's just religion. It's our religion time. And now, okay, now, now I'll go out into my day. No, we, we take our devotion time and it empowers us. I felt it on that. It empowers us to live the devoted life. Praise God. So number one, give your body to God, right? It's said about giving our body to God right there in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. In the New Living Translation, it says, When you think of all that he has done for you, is this too much? Interesting, huh? The second step. I mean, we could get off on that, but I'm not, you know, that's another sermon for another time about giving your body to God. The second step in our transformation, what's going on as we're being transformed, don't allow yourself to be conformed to the world. Now, who knows? That takes determination. Uh, I didn't say giving your body to God, that takes sacrifice. 
But again, it's not me doing it by myself. It's me yielding to the one who gives me the help and the grace to get it done. Giving my body to God, that takes sacrifice. There is sacrifice. Remember, I told you when pastor went away to Bible school, we gave our bodies to God at that moment. And we sacrificed and we separated. So number two, don't allow yourself to be conformed to the world. It takes a determination. That word conform, to behave, dress, and such in a way that most other people do. It says, do not conform yourself to this world. To behave, dress, and such in a way that most other people do. Here's another one. To act, this is all the definition, the Greek definition. To act in accord with the prevailing standards, attitudes, practices, etc., of a society or a group of people. We're being told, don't conform to this world. Don't act in accord with the prevailing standards and attitudes of the world. Don't conform. Another translation, it says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. That's the J.B. Phillips translation. Isn't that good? Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. James chapter 1, verse 27. I'm going to just read it. They can put it up on the screen. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Now, even there, remember, it's not my job. Oh, I have to keep myself unspotted. No, it's the Lord with me, his grace, his help, helping me to keep myself. As I yield to him, together, we're keeping me unspotted from the world. And so here, you know, it was interesting. Two days ago, I kind of, this came to me, and I knew knew the Lord wanted to read it. We're just going to I just know it's for someone. We need to say it. So James 4, verse 4 and 5 says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? There's a lot in that scripture, but I want to just focus in on the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. That word yearns in the Greek to intensely crave possession of. The spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously. He is intensely craving possession of you and me. Another translation, uh, excuse me, another um, definition of the Greek of that word yearns the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously to dote upon, to dote upon. For those of you who might not know what dote means, to bestow or express it excessive love or fondness habitually. The spirit of God dwells in us. He is, he is doting upon us. He, he is Bestow, he wants to bestow and express excessive love and fondness habitually. And then I wrote down, you know, so I was thinking, oh, you know, he, he's, <laughs> for some reason I thought of that song, Olivia Newton-John. I'm sorry, but I don't know if it was in your day or I guess it was in my days. But, you know, that word, 
hopelessly devoted to you. Right? Remember that? But I thought, I just kind of heard those words. I wrote it down. I thought it'd be good. But all of a sudden, I heard it because we're not hopeless. We're not hopelessly. We're not hopeless. But we are helpless. So we can sing it to the Lord. Helplessly devoted to you. And I believe that's what the Lord wants from us. He wants us to be. He is intensely craving possession of us. He is doting upon us. He wants us to be helplessly devoted to him. (laughs) And then the third and last in our transformation, the third step, renew your mind. Remember in the verse 2 there, Romans chapter 1, verse 2, it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's like, give your body to God was number one. Number two, don't allow, don't be conformed to this world, right? And then number three, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So instead of being conformed and letting the world mold us, don't let yourself be squeezed into the world's mold, making you what they think you should look like, how you should act, what, what, how you should dress. Breaking out of that mold and be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Okay, so watch this. Here's some definitions for this. New Living Translation about renewing our mind. And I will say that renewing your mind, it takes discipline. But again, do I need to remind you? It's not Oh, yes, I've got to discipline myself to da, 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 da. No. No. I yield to God so I can receive his grace and his help. As I yield to him, his grace and his help help me do what I'm to do. And his power in that word brings me through. The New Living Translation says, But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, remember, you were a brand new spirit, but you know, you were the same person. I mean, like your, your soul, right? Your mind, your will, your emotions, all that really didn't change. That's where the transformation comes. Like we've said, that's, that's the saving of our soul that's being done. The J.B. Phillips translation says, but let God remold your minds from within. Let God remold your minds from within. Hallelujah. The English version says, but let God transform you inwardly. I love this one. But let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Let God transform you inwardly by a complete change in your mind. And who knows, if our mind isn't getting renewed, who knows, wrong decisions more than likely are going to be being made. Because those decisions are not going to line up to the word of God because you really haven't been renewing your mind to the word of God. You're still thinking the way the world might think on this or you, what your friends are saying. Got to get, get in the word. Mind's renewed. See, what, what does God say? How does God say to do it? We need to be, we need to be making decisions according to the word of God. I believe now more than ever before in our life, you know, being led by the spirit of God. In closing... I'm just going to tell you a few scriptures about the mind. We don't really have time to get into it, but I want to give you scriptures. And and I encourage you, you know, later on, you can look at them on yourself. But some scriptures, just four of them here, that um, 
I felt impressed to share with you. Ephesians 4.23, that one talks about, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's just another scripture to back up what we're talking about. Be renewed. Remember, renewed. Begin again. Reestablish, right? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Um, One translation says, instead, renew the thinking. Renew the thinking in your mind by the spirit. Remember, it's by the Spirit. Renew the thinking in your mind by the Spirit. Who knows if the Spirit changes it? Glory to God, it's going to change right. The Spirit of God, not the Spirit of the world. CEV translation says, let the Spirit change your way of thinking. You think, oh man, I got to stop thinking like that. You know, before I, sh- I shot out a few things there, you know, and some of our stinking thinking maybe in marriages and stuff, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> let the Spirit, you don't have to do it. Let the Spirit Let the Spirit change your mind. Excuse me. Let the Spirit change your way of thinking. We can't do that in and of ourselves. Some of us have been so molded or maybe even, you know, by, uh, by people, your, by, maybe by your, your mom and dad. You know, you saw how they did it and it just got so molded in you. Well, this is how it's done. Reestablish. Get that reestablished according to the word of God, how he says it's to get done. Amen. Let the Spirit change your way of thinking. New Living Translation, instead, let the Spirit, everybody say the Spirit, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. I thought that was good. You think, whoa, attitudes? We haven't touched on that. It's okay. We're not gonna. We're good. We're not. (laughs) We did a little bit before, but remember, like I just said a little earlier, but who knows, you know, what you're thinking is coming out in your attitude. So it's really the same thing. Let God transform you. Let him change you from the inside out. This is, these are not things that you have to put on your to-do list of what you have to start aiming at tomorrow. No, you just yield to him and by his grace and his help, together we do it. Romans 8, 6, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I mean, who wants life and peace? I mean, come on. We want life and peace. Well, how are we going to have life and peace? Be spiritually minded. And here's the last one, Colossians 3.10 in the ICB. Did you find that translation? Yeah. He's going to put it up there. I just love this. You have begun to live the new life, right, when we were born again. You have begun to live the new life. Now, in your new life, you are being made new. You are becoming like the one who made you. So our new life, we were born again, our new life began. But then it says, in your new life, you are being made new. What is he referring to there? That's our soul. That's the saving of our soul. Our mind, our will, our emotions are being made new as they are being renewed. Praise God. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will Complete it. He began a good work in you, oh sister, oh brother. He began a good work in you. And by golly, he's going to finish it. Oh, but I have to do this and this and this, and then he'll do that. If I do this, then okay, then he'll finish it. No, together, I'm yielding to him. He's giving me grace and help. And together, we're doing it. Together, we're completing it. 
See, God can't complete me without me. He needs me to yield to him. That's all he needs. That's all he needs from you. He just needs you to yield to him. He doesn't need you to figure it out. He doesn't need you to just really hash it around and just really try and figure out how are we going to finish this, Lord? How, how are we going to do this? He doesn't need you to do that. He just needs you to yield to him. And he's going to lead you in your thinking and as you're praying. And he'll reveal and he'll kind of give you a seeing and knowing maybe your things. And together, this work that he started in us is unfolding. And it will continue to unfold as we continue to be transformed. So remember, he's creating you. Not he created you. He's creating you. Say, he's creating me. Mm. Trust God with the work. Trust God with the work. You can trust him. He's trustworthy. Life is a whole lot easier when you're not trying to play God. I believe pastor said that Wednesday night. Can I hear an amen on that one? I saw some chuckles. It's a whole lot easier when we're not trying to play God. Or it's a whole lot easier when we're not trying to do things without him. Because remember, we're stupid, right? Remember, Wednesday night we're stupid. And today, we can't do anything. So our focus is ultimately on him. We don't have to spend time on you. You know, we, we think, oh, I got to spend time on me, you know, fixing me. No, we got to spend time on him. Spend time with him. And he fixes me. And he's really better at fixing things than I think we are. So as we're walking with him, abiding in him, yielding to him, his grace and help are there. As we are walking with him and abiding with him and yielding to him, his grace and help is there. He is transforming us by his spirit. I want to say that one more time. Let this sink in. As we are walking with him, And abiding in him, yielding to him, his grace and help are right there. In that motion, in that moment as we do it, his grace is right there for us to do it. And then as we do, he's transforming us by his spirit. Amen. He is. Thank you, Jesus. I believe we've been so helped today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we just stand to our feet? Just close your eyes. Just want to take a few moments. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Gene Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org or call 888-542-2555. You can hear more messages by Jean Fraser by going to her media page at jeanfraser.org. While you're there, you'll also find more information about Jean's bi-monthly ladies Bible studies and a night in the glory ladies meetings, as well as her annual You Glow Girl Ladies Conference. That website again is jeanfraser.org. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.